Shining City Audio, a John Meacham and C-13 original studio. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On July 21, 1861, Union forces are defeated at Bull Run, Virginia. I'm John Meacham, and this is Reflections of History. The Civil War had begun three months earlier with the firing on Fort Sumter in Charleston Harbor. Now, on this date, the first major battle of the war unfolded in Northern Virginia, and it went badly for the Union, a Union that had underestimated Confederate resilience. Many lawmakers and many others throughout the North did not fully appreciate the threat posed by the rebellious states. A great and cautious national official predicted to Walt Whitman that the conflict would be over in 60 days. The mayor of Brooklyn, in conversation with Whitman aboard a ferry, said he hoped the Southern Fire Eaters would commit some overt act of resistance, as they would then be at once so effectually squelched, we would never hear of secession again. But he was afraid they would never have the pluck to really do anything. Then came Manassas, or, as the North referred to it, Bull Run. The Union Army met Confederate forces in combat about 30 miles from the national capital early on the morning of Sunday, July 21, 1861. It was a great victory for the rebels, who lost about 1,900 men compared to 2,900 Federal casualties. A Charleston diarist wrote, The enemy were completely routed with tremendous slaughter. In humiliation, Union soldiers retreated to Washington where weary and wounded men straggled in, accepted food and drink, and then slept, many of them, outdoors. Edward Fontaine, an Episcopal clergyman of Mississippi, was at the battle. After passing through such a tempest of all the missiles of death as beat upon us during the engagement, he wrote his wife, I shall dread nothing of its kind hereafter. And he did not believe there would be much of a hereafter. Like many Confederates, Fontaine thought a quick victory was in sight. He wrote, We will whip them again, and they will then make peace. It shouldn't take much more than a few months, he said, writing, The Battle of Manassas gave the Lincoln government a vital and mortal stab. We fought and conquered the elite of Yankeedom. May our Heavenly Father overthrow our enemies and give us peace. The battle hastened the fall of the first Union commander, Winfield Scott, who was replaced by George McClellan, who took command at a bleak hour for the Union. At midnight in New York City on Monday, July 29, 1861, an exhausted Horace Greeley of the New York Tribune shared his post-Bull Run anxieties in a letter to the President. On every brow sits sullen, scowling, black despair, Greeley wrote to Lincoln of the aftermath of the defeat. This is my seventh sleepless night, yours too, doubtless. 
Can the rebels be beaten after all that has occurred, and in view of the actual state of feeling caused by our late awful disaster? If they can, and it is your business to ascertain and decide, write me that such is your judgment, so that I may know and do my duty. And if they cannot be beaten, if our recent disaster is fatal, do not fear to sacrifice yourself to your country. If the Union is irrevocably gone, an armistice for 30, 60, 90, 120 days, better still for a year, ought at once to be proposed with a view to a peaceful adjustment, then Congress should call a national convention to meet at the earliest possible day. Greeley's was an emotional, but not irrational, letter. Lincoln apparently did not reply, instead steadying his gaze on what had to be done. And there was much to do. Thank you for listening to Reflections of History, a creation of Shining City Audio, a C-13 Originals and John Meacham Studio. Reflections of History is executive produced by me, John Meacham, and Chris Corcoran, Chief Content Officer and Founding Partner of Cadence 13. Production and editing led by Lloyd Lockridge and Chris Basil. Production assistance and operations by Andy Jaskowitz, Adam Macias, and Kelly Rafferty. Cadence 13 is an Odyssey company. Hey, Mama, we see you. All the visible and invisible work you do for others and yourself. That's why this Mother's Day, the Meditation for Women podcast has a special free guided meditation just for you. Stay to listen to hundreds of guided meditations available for you. Some to help you sleep, start your day, release anxiety, and tune into your intuition. Listen to Meditation for Women on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.